there was a theory called like the golden seed theory of motivation and that's a theory that basically says um when you plant a seed in someone plant a belief plant a goal plant a aspiration they don't see themselves fulfilling inevitably if you keep planting and keep watering that seed over and over and over again they'll be able to believe in it themselves and with, with, yeah. they'll be able to grow within themselves to that belief yeah mm-hmm. so that's kind of my kind of vibes that's my my goal at the end of the road like of course i want to achieve my footballing goals but at the end of the day i want to be that kind of person to inspire and to be like yo have you seen this but the world is full of this bro um thanks for coming on the try factor podcast just to explain again once again um, once again what this podcast is about our podcast is about Trinidad footballers past present and future right yeah. who reach at any level whether it be school football professional international football you know or if you yeah. if you retire from any of that, you want to hear all these stories. When I mean all, talking about all these stories, right? <laughs> um, so that one day you'll have a single repository. People can just go back and hear stories of, of guys who made it. And if, if you're trying to make it too, you have a, a sort of a blueprint, right? And to yeah. give everybody the flowers, you know, while they're still here to um, train that really. Don't do that, you know. <laughs> yeah, bro. Unlike, un- unless you're the, the top of the top, you don't really yeah. get your flowers now, boy. I mean, you want to do that, right? So um, yeah. you want to hear about your story today. Um, Don't leave out any details. I-, I ain't talking about nothing messy, but don't leave out any details yeah. professionally. Anyway, see, um, you can help our, our next youth develop. Um, You'll just share that, that them gems with us. That's all good? Yeah, man, like, as, as a man personally, that's that's my goal in life. Because where I come from, I wanted to be that type of person to yeah. share for people. Like, because I come from over. Right. Like everybody in China, I'm over. Mova yeah, is not yeah. a nice place to live, right? I come from Coconut Drive, Mova, to be exact. Right, right, exact. right. They get to they get to, right? Yeah. And I was growing up on stuff. I never really had no kind of, like, positive male role models right in a sense that i want to aspire to be like yeah like of course i'm a little uncle on the block i'm a little you know i'm a little the man who only shop you know those type of role models but mm-hmm. sense, in a sense of like a big dream yeah. i never really had that type of role model to aspire to be like yeah. i remember like my neighbor my neighbor was the girlfriend ex-girlfriend of a tiba charles and i saw my son Run over to my neighbor's house every time I see my child there because I was like, because yeah. I have to I want to be like, yeah. see my child's play, I woke up, I see my child's, hey, I wanted to be like a see my child's. But that was only once in a blue moon, he would come over and he would talk to me for like a good five minutes. And I went to that five minutes. I was like, yeah, boy. You get inspired. Yeah, I, I get inspired in that five minutes. Because yeah. you know what I mean? Because I never really had the kind of models in Mova isn't primarily good models. Yeah, but, but. Can I can't remember my role models as a kid I didn't know better was my bigger cousin who selling drugs my bigger cousin you know who went all the brands my bigger cousin yeah. the nicest car and as a and that mentality 
is very prevalent to move on, very prevalent to cook or drive itself. And so that was, so when you guys invited me, I was like, yeah, this was kind of like one of my major top priority goals because apart from like my football goals as well, I wanted in a, in a way to give back and to way, in a way to show people from where I come from that you know how to sell drugs. Yeah. School is good. Like you know what, you could sweat, but come back in six o'clock when you're going to come back in. Yeah, because you know, you know, six after six in Mumbai, it's sketchy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, I was so when you guys presented me the opportunity, I was like, I, I, I was thanking God. I was like, yeah, in my first time to oh. actually share my story, and like actually give a voice or give some a little seed of inspiration to someone else. You know, because yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm a psychology major as well. Right. I just finished my bachelor's degree, clinical psychology. Right. And there was a theory called like the golden seed theory of motivation. And that's a theory that basically says um, when you plant a seed in someone, plant a belief, plant a goal, plant a aspiration, they don't see themselves fulfilling. Inevitably, if you keep planting and keep watering that seed over and over and over again, they'll be able to believe in it themselves and it will, yeah. they'll be able to grow within themselves to that belief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my of vibes that's my my goal at the end of the road like of course i want to achieve my footballing goals my but at the end of the day i want to be that atiba charles to everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i want to be that kind of person to inspire and to be like yo are you seeing this but the world is full of this you know what i'm saying yeah bro so I don't know where you want me to start. I can start. I, I well, sorry for telling me. No, no, but yeah, no, that's no problem. Start. Um, we we go um throughout the 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 right places for you to go. So I ain't want to move from this yet. Um, unless Andre anything. Right. right. So I want to stick on this for now. So all right, you, you say you had no um main positive male robot role models, right? So how does a kid who don't have that um come out with the mentality that you have? Who was the biggest um, influence? Um, don't get me wrong. I didn't, I said I had no, like, very impactful male models. Like, right. my father was there for, like, a pre- like a point in my life. I had right. a male model. Yeah. But it wasn't to my aspirations. It wasn't to my okay, dreams. Okay. It wasn't Understood. to what I wanted to achieve. Yeah. So, like, and growing up in Mova, all you've seen is Mova. And all you've seen yeah. is you know, Mike, I remember when I was like, what, seven, eight, I wanted to be a soldier because right. in the society in Nova, a soldier is a very respected person. A soldier is a really successful person. Right. But later on, when I grew up and I started to realize things, um, I realized that, yeah, that's really nice, but there's more to life, you know? Yeah. Not yeah. just being right. a soldier. But like, so for me, you said like, um, how I develop this this attitude or this perspective in life. Yeah. Um, in a sense, I was always that kind of weird kid. I was always that kind of. <laughs> I would see, I I like because I was a quiet little boy. Right. Because I had my little issues in the home, so like I grew up as a quiet person when I got up my home, right? So I was always that quiet little kid, always observing, always thinking before I acted as a kid. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I was always that person who would think differently from the group. So my, my bridge and I never jump over the river. I say, why are you jumping over the river? I can walk around the bridge. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> There's that type of yeah, personality yeah, yeah. I, always, I always had as a kid. So growing up in Mova, like, 
I just always used to think before I acted. And in a sense, that I, and in addition to that, my mother always taught me that, like, I think this is where my goals and my dreams, my aspirations came from. She always taught me that for what God, nothing shall be impossible. Right. She inculcated that into me every sure. single day, <laughs> again and again and again and again. Yeah. So I think that's where I, like, I started to dream big. Because I was like, if my mother tell me, well, I can do anything I could, I, I, I put my mind to and I believe and I pray and I can do it. Who's my virgin on the street to tell me, hey, you can't do that, my dog, boy. Mm-hmm. Like, I distinctly remember my cousin when I was like nine or 10 years old. We, had, we were sitting on the block and we, had, we were having a conversation. I was like, yo, I was 10 years old, eh? And I got an inspiration because I played for Rangers. Back then, that's when I just started playing for Rangers and it had Xavier Rajpol and all those big names playing for Rangers still. And I used to watch up to them and them. And, and he was just about to get a scholarship to go to America. And I was 10 years old. That was my first, that was the first year I captain Rangers to win the National okay. Pro League. Wow. Yeah, we win the Pro League about three years in a row. I think that was the first one. Wow. And I think, I remember I seen only block. My my big cousin, my big cousin, about six, and I was about 10. And I tell him, my big cousin, like, yo, I can get a scholarship one day and I can play away. <laughs> I can play football professionally away. I remember my big cousin, I was 10 years old. I used to look up to my big cousin. And I tell him, my, my role models, I didn't have much. Yeah. So my yeah. big cousin was my role model. All right. Because I, he was working and I used to respect him. And, you know, we used to play football every day. He teach me a little thing football for you. You know, I, I, I respected him, man. So in a sense that, and then he came back and I told him like, yo, I can do that one day. And he came back and he told me, I remember this thing because I wrote to people about it as well in my psychology class. Hmm. He said, people like us to achieve those type of things. Hmm. And as a 10 year old, your mind is just shaping to perceive the entire world. Yeah. You're hmm. just hmm. understanding more of the world, right? And I was like taken aback because I remember feeling conflicted and confused in that moment because my mother tell me if you um forward God yeah. nothing shall be impossible. My mother tell me if you could dream something you could achieve it. And my big cousin, my my male role model in my sense in a sense telling me that happens to people like because I come from Mofa. Yeah. That right, happened right, to right. me because we live in a ghetto. That happened to me because you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time at in that moment I kinda realized well at that age, I realized, like, yo, something wrong with how people are think. Yeah, right. Because, like... Well, that's good for you, man. Yeah, because at that age, I remember I was a weird kid, too, so I used to think <laughs> everything through. I was like, kind of weird kind of guy. <laughs> ah, it's mine. <laughs> yeah. So, like, weird kind of guy. As he said, I know, really, I didn't follow nobody and thing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so I realized, well, at that age, I didn't understand that it was a limiting perspective on life but it was just like I don't think that's the right way to think at that moment right, I believe right, right. and after a while so growing up and stuff yeah like I experienced my my share of adversity like I you know like but it was still had positive as well like I we went on to win the pro league three times out of five years we went like three times come second next to um at their call up for the national team like 13 years old right um yeah like well it was all it was bad stuff as well and i tried to constrict my my um my mentality there was also positives as well and my right. older my other older cousin who i looked up to as well he was a national 
under 17, under 20, under 23 goalkeeper. Okay. Sheldon, my cousin. And then, um, yeah, but I think the main thing out of all of it that encouraged me and put me in a place to grow, like that planted my seed and allowed me to grow, was attending KRC. Like, Hands down, because what happened All right, was so 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 let so, 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 step back through the um. So, how you get into football in the first place? So, I mean, it sounds like you playing from a very young age. So somehow you get into football in the first place, and then kind of what make you realize you want to go QRC and kind of how QRC shape you from there too. Now that story is really sweet, but that, the story was like <laughs> <laughs> the story was it was like I could yeah, but it took so um. There's a little kid, so actually, I was first into karate. Mm. So from about seven to 10, my mother was trying to put me in karate. I was really good in karate. I was, I developed that sense of discipline through karate. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then I, that's when I first started interacting with people who lived outside of Movo, people who lived in different classes in Trinidad and Tobago. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's when I started to see like a bigger picture of what everything was. And But since we were young, my cousins, Shivani Preto, like who played for Jamsi right now, like we just were playing like a 10 by 10 yard. And, and the best sweat. Sweat. We just sweat. Yeah, we just used to sweat. Yeah. We be, be a foot sweat. We bust him up, we anti-pipe, we get legs, we come back out the next day. Break your glass. Break yeah, glass, bus tour, everything, everything. Glass, every, about 10 <laughs> bus a week, you know? <laughs> like it was just, as a little boy, it was just said, but I didn't really, but, and I was never a part of organized football because I was in karate, you know? Yeah. And I, I love it, like, I love football, but, like, it wasn't, as a little kid, I didn't know, you know, I just wanted to sweat. I didn't, I didn't understand, like, you know, it didn't matter to go play football, I think. But in primary school, when I was, like, 10, it's just such a primary school too. Because Xavier Rajpoli guy told he was in the national team and who went yeah. to the scholarship. He was in my primary school too. We used to sweat. Yeah. And his little brothers and them in my grades he used to they were all just used to sweat. And they were actually playing for Rangers. And they were like, yo, you got enough to come and play with you, come and play with me. <laughs> but as I'm on as a different, I don't want to play with them and play against I will beat them because <laughs> I come in. I played in my school team with them, so I will beat them. So I went yeah. to Sky FC first. And that's... <laughs> I played that... Because I wanted to play against them and beat them. Yeah. So you... You, <laughs> you choose another team on poop. Like, I, I need to play on a different team. Yeah, Yeah, because I, I will beat them, man. I will come in school and say, yeah, we are beat you. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it didn't really turn like that, too. Because yeah. the first time we played them, we lost eight. Ah! <laughs> 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 oh god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we was eight nil. Like, remember that game at the Memorial Talk for that? Yeah, of course. I said, right? <laughs> That's a little five more dogs on the well, we're going to join them. And then we, we end up, I end up. You're coming now, you're coming so now. They're going to join now, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, well, boy, I remember that beating, like, And then, um, because I'm the first, like, yeah, playing, like, organized football now, right? Yeah, as long as it's our life. And I remember I'll be 10 back. So, yeah, so, yeah, so while, while, while you're here, this, I like to ask mm. these things. Um, your, your natural attributes. Um, what would you say were your, your, your best natural attributes when you just got in? Raw talent? Physicality. Tackling. Okay. 
Anybody, anybody who know me know yeah, you, you will get something. Right, right. But like, but I feel like from then to now, like my game like completely shifted in a okay. sense. But yeah, yeah. but back then it was just tackling, and I was I was a stocky little boy too. You know. Yeah. Real body shape. I wasn't no kind of flexcentric type of guy. Just yeah. to pick clean up. Right. On concrete. On concrete too. You know that Buja get his side foot yeah. thing too? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said that. I was chilling and thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice part of it. But I don't know how to skip. Yeah. Yeah. So you always a defender? No, I actually started off as a CDM. Okay. That that's so hard, Sky, like, as a youth man? You're playing CDM? Because they used to, they, yeah, Sky used to play like a real weird formation. I think it was, they used to play 4-4-2, four, four, but the, the... The box. The, yeah, like a box, kind yeah. of like, yeah. And I started <laughs> there. But when I went to Rangers, that's when I transitioned to Defender. Okay. And that's, that's when I... Um, that's when everything started like jump start for me. And that's when I started like love the game one. I like to win too. And we used to win every game. Yeah. <laughs> it was we the competition really had back then was connection with Kareem Red, you know what I mean? Right. But so this is it. So when you play in Rangers here, this is you say like what, 13 years old? I say SA is 12 years old, right? So yeah. I think yeah. well, 11 yeah. 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 So I think what 11, 12 till 16. Okay. Yeah. And then we, the five pro league I played, we went through. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So you play on seen the team since so, since so small? No, it's a so, team, yeah? team then? How about you team? Yeah. Okay, you team pro league. Yeah. 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 And then I got, I got, I trained with the pro team when I was 16. Right. Okay. And then, um, that's when our coach come up on the Rangers and massage and then everybody like dismantled and yeah, yeah, various yeah. places. But, but um but being a youth man, right? Yeah. Um when you say you start playing them 10 years old, why you think that they, they chose you to be the skipper? What qualities you had? So, so actually I wasn't the skipper at the start. So Okay. I um after I was a quiet kid. Yeah. I was really I was really quiet. Like if it didn't unless I was your yeah. You don't know, you don't know, I, I just talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because it was actually Kieran Green Jersey last name, that was our coach. And we had a, another sender back there named TK Hoyce. And he was, he was the captain at the time. Okay. And the coach used to tell me, be more like TK Hoyce and not vocal, vocal ears, right? Yeah. Right. But I was a quiet little boy back at the yeah. back. I was quiet. And then eventually, um, TK had some disciplinary issues. And as I I was um like the most standout fit for like a captain back then. And after like a year, so like I started being more vocal than TK and right. being he was a better player at the time, but I was being more vocal than him and being more organized and understood the game. Just as much as him, but like I was more vocal on it. And I that's when I came, I became the captain. Now when you're on trophies too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that something real good. Um, so again, that coach had a big part in your your vocal level of many leadership skills. Um, yeah. he put you in that um position to 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 succeed as a leader. Yeah, 
I think that was my um I attribute a lot about my personality today because of my time at Rangers because I was good I was a good player, a good yeah. like kid, but at the same time I was more like in a shell because I was to myself and he put me in an environment where it was uncomfortable. Yeah. So I had to adapt and I love the game and I love Brazil and I them to play them. So I had to adapt in a sense. Yeah. I like to win too. So it's like either you, you, you adapt or you go on the bench or you yeah, lead the club. As a little boy, I think about these things too. Guys, I'm like, don't talk. I was for play. Right. As a man, yeah, but no one is real talk. But back then, I couldn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, bro. That's cool. Development is important, bro. Um, yeah, a lot yeah. of people see it through sport. We see karate, then football. So at, at that age, you're about what? Um, when you be um, about 13, I went to Kurasi one time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's a story, I guess I'm not good. It's kind of, kind of inspirational too, because at that time, when I was like 12, 13, I actually passed for Southeast Port of Spain. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, but I got the, so my choices was CIC, Trinity East, South East and Woodbrook. That was my four choices then. And I got the highest, probably the top three grades in my, my primary school. And okay. I got good enough grades to go to CIC. I got enough, good enough grades to go to Trinity East. But because I, my, my theory is because I live in Mofa, I got placed in Southeast Forest Wind. Wow. So I'm, like, later on in life, I met my brethren from when CIC, when Fatima, when KRC. Yeah. And I asked them, like, what was your scores? And my scores was better than them. Yeah. Better yeah. than theirs. And in a sense, I was like, so why? Like, you know, like, yeah, but yeah. the same time, I'm grateful to Cardinal really be a CIC man. I like CIC a lot too. I'm boy. I'm boy. No, I'm not CIC. I'm boy. Hey, is I respect him. Is that you? You are making life to him, boy. Hey, yeah, yeah. I just don't like for him. Like, it's because they went curious, though. It's because they went curious. No, I just don't like all the personality. You know, like, you know, that's everything. What is the 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 mentality? Then these people are when they're at school, they're scattered. You know, like, oh, but is that is that mutual respect? Is that you know, respect the institution? You know, but at the same time, I just scattered. Hey, wait. I already come on. I already come on. He's gonna like an intern. I feel like an intern. I don't even want to say that thing. That's fair enough. But I'd pass for Southeast. Yeah. Even though I had great scores. But um but I think on my first two years, I was a football as a competitive person. Yeah. And I used to I used to beg the P teacher because he was the coach. And I used to beg him like make on the 14 team, make a first well, team. One. Mm-hmm. Then I won in the other 16. So in form, when I play on 16, hmm. I used to beg, beg me, man, like, yo, make a team for me now, my please. And that same year, we just ended up winning the um, the pro league again. And so I was getting regular recognition. And I, I think I got called up for the national team like, in form one. That, this is you, you what? You what? On the, 15, I think yeah. it was, I think we were 13, right? No, we were either 13 or 14 at the time. No, I lied. I lied. It was before, so I think it was, yeah, I think it was under 15, but we got called up at the age of 14 because, you know, you had to train and everything yeah. to play under 15 next year. Mm. And then I got dropped. I got dropped, like, 
before the final 40 yeah. that gets our children yeah. to go so i get job done but at the same time we are just triggering it are just when the um well, you probably yes now right Devin? um you get dropped from the national team yeah so so yeah i don't want to cut it but walk us through those feelings and it, it had any impact or you just keep moving how, how was it job getting job okay. like i don't know i was never person to dwell on failures okay I was not the type of person to sit down and give myself a kind of pity party. Right. As a man want to move on and to make a plan to get better and to move on. And I, and I didn't understand that as a kid, but mm-hmm. that's what I did. So I was grateful for my brethren, Raheem, Jared, Matthias, because five Rangers players had gone up to the last the last 50, and then three of them had made it. And right. those were the three, and I, was the, and I was the one that would get cut. Right. And... Mm-hmm. um. But I was, bre- I was, I was, my virgins day though. I, I happy for I, them. You know, that's a real good attitude, though. Know. I, I, I would have been, I didn't, I would have been real close. Nah, man, I just not that kind of guy. I, yeah, I, I understand. That's even, good, that's great even though, even though my little, the 2019, I played my first USL two, USL two, and um, 40 players getting like international, like national recognition. Hmm. And for the goal scoring abilities now, boy. Yeah. But it's a man in the back. Yeah, I defend yeah. it all. I can score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, that my brothers and I were, I, I were big up. I were making, you know, get that, get that kind of inspiration to like, yo, one day thing. I proud of it. One day thing. I ain't done my time yet. My step out of here. And I had that kind of mentality back then too. So I wasn't really it's sad or anything. I was just like, I remember learning from experiences. And then like, after the day I got dropped, like three days after we had practice, I remember Coach Grieve okay, asked me to speak to the rest of players who didn't get selected. And I tell them, I remember my speech, I was like, because I was the captain back then, so I was like, yo, like, I didn't get selected, but at the same time, it was a good experience playing with players at a level, like the best of the best in Trinidad. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I, so I was really heartbroken. I was, I was just, I was ready to go in the next training session. I was ready to go. I was ready to make the next under 15. Maybe right, next right, right. you know what I'm saying? But back to the QRC thing. So I didn't pass the QRC. I transferred in because we had one issue in that year. And I, my mom, she, she claimed she had a dream. <laughs> I don't know what truth is, but she said she had a dream that I was going to QRC. So she like, that is. You sure she didn't say QRC, dog? I really sure. I really, I was listening very carefully. <laughs> I was listening very carefully. You sure? All right, all right. Let's check it. Very careful. My ears was good. Nah, it's come back, my dog. And then she went to me school and she uh, she tried to get me to do the exam. And they and back then KRC had a KRC academy, and players who didn't go to KRC could have come and train with KRC players because in the academy itself. And then I went there, I showed myself, and they were like, "Yeah, you're really good. Like, like, yeah, you you could play." Yeah. And then um. I got in to do the exam. I passed the exam to get into QRC. This is after form two, so I'm going into form three now. And I passed it, but I didn't, I wasn't the best. Like my grades weren't the top of the list, but at the same time, so Coach Shake, you know, from QRC, I probably know Shakey. And he was the guy that really forged for me because he was in the academy and I trained this on a 16 team while I was in form two in Southeast. And I don't know why he demand. I up to this day, I said, I when I checked him last time, he's like, I don't know why he vouched for me. <laughs> he did vouch for me. 
like no seriously because he didn't know more Australian back then. Yeah. I just had a, <laughs> I from as I let get to you from Mova going south. Right. What Mova street that do you want? You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was a yeah, man yeah, like he was like he was like um he doesn't know why, but my mother was really persistent as well. But mm. she um and then um is he vouched she took my case to the principal and the vice principal. And then he, they told him I was like a really good footballer as well. And he was like, okay, we don't normally do this. But, and then they come into the interview and I was very well spoken at the time. And the principal believed in me as well. And he's like, all right, seven, here's his scene. We don't normally do this, but we're going to give you a chance in the, one of the best, the best institution in Trinidad and Tobago. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And then um, I took the opportunity and I came in. And then, but the part that I said, why KRC was influential in my perspective now is was because that was the first time in my life where I was able to dream and be mm-hmm. amongst dreamers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make a dream, boy. Yeah. Yeah, not for real. <laughs> yeah, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, because in, in Southeast, people dreaming to be cashier, um, cashier right, in this right, place, right. you know, mm. you know what I'm saying? But KRC, them men talking about, yeah, I want to be the next president. That's what I'm go, yes, I want to be a big lawyer. Yes, I want to be the kind of level of dreams I had, you know what I'm saying? Right, and right, like, right. all the first time in my life, I felt like, yo, I'm not going to be criticized for <laughs> being being weird because everybody weird. Right, there wasn't weird everybody. no more. There wasn't weird no more. Everybody weird with you. That, that only one today, yeah? <laughs> that's why I read today. It's a long time. I was standing with a bunch of weirdos and supposed to be with us. Hey, it was funny, from south. Good. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you, MCIC managers. You know, that's what I like them. But anyways, we'll see, we'll see what are you talking about, boy. <laughs> but I, I tell you, I went and and don't laugh at me. Yes, we went to excursion to Port of Spain. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. Are we going Sorry. around watching the Magnificent Seven? I was like, where's where's that place there? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, I'm okay. A, okay. I can see that. I was like, thing. I was like, mommy, I could go there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You say no, son. You from South? Maybe you seven. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but remember that same story too. You want to go Yeah. So yeah, you wasn't weird anymore. In a sense, yeah, like not weird, but like I was among streamers, I was amongst men right. who had big goals and big, like had real big aspirations and they are fulfilling mm-hmm. up to today. Like my brethren's are still pursuing their goals and pursuing their change they want to see. Mm-hmm. And I'm still pursuing my change I want to see. And those people like really influenced in my life because I was just amongst a group of not only footballers, but like jump all rush for these type of guys, you know what I'm saying? So like I was a good, amongst good footballers, but amongst good leaders as well. You know right. what I'm saying? And that's the type of environment I needed to grow. That was, they planted the goal and see them me. Even though I had teachers who fight me down because I have to move on because when I came in, I wasn't as smart as everyone else. But when I mm-hmm. left, I was very, I was up there to get in, I said. <laughs> Anyways. But <laughs> uh, at the bro. same time, they, there were people there to like push me and to like help me aspire to be a better person and make my life better in a sense, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, even though we had little classes issues but different of course any anyway like, go. Yeah. So I just wanna yeah. touch on a topic if you don't mind. Um being well spoken, you say you are well, right? Um what 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 was the factor that made you well in that sense? 
not everybody well spoken. I'm I'm I can't be well spoken if I want to, but in my normal <laughs> everyday life, no. But being blunt, how come you so well spoken at, at a young age where where you came from? Yeah. So during in psychology, they say during the first six years, that's where your development is hmm. like basically inculcated in your personality. Yeah. As a young kid, my father used to like party radio running right through. So like while I was here in the crew of my family and from the people outside and thing, I was hearing proper English on the radio. Right. So at the same time, while I was learning Creole from like the three, four, five year old, I was also learning proper English yeah. from the radio. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. like, so like, if you're like, you don't get boom chap, you're not proper English, but you go to, you're not listening to the boom chap, you're not thinking, but you're listening to 104.7, 105.5, them little Sunday segments, any man talk like this all the time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I learned proper English through that. And like my mother used to ask me, like, oh, you understand? Oh, you can speak so properly. Hmm. And I speak in you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. But just because I was just observant and very, I was always aware of my environment. So I used to listen to it and try to speak it sometimes. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Glad to see. I see. Um, before we leave there, we just take a look. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I see that. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, sorry, Andrew. 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 i I'm a 14 year. So yeah, I made the shooting today. I'm a 14 team. I was shooting only on 16 team my first year. Then in form four, I got called up to the integral team. So the, my first year in, in integral football, yeah, we I get relegated because that's when they indebted, that's when they bring the top three and the notes into the new format they have now. Mm. Okay. Uh we had come fourth, I believe, in the in the notes on that day, that year. So we had got relegated. It wasn't CIC, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Nah, it's yeah, like he's in Tantanese or somebody. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Tantanese. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah. And then, so like my second year, we got back into the, the premiership level. And then it was, it was, it was really, not to say mediocre, but like it was above average performances. Like we came like, we got, we got, we considered at least a month of goals in the league two years in a row. Mm-hmm. But we just couldn't score as much as San Antonio's because they had like they buy everybody, you know. What I'm <laughs> and and see, I see, but we can go good. Um, yeah, 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 good. <laughs> yeah, we can go good. Yeah, but um, but I think uh part of the crazy football that was really influential in my my development as a player was Coach Dexter Gill. He came in the last two years in my lower six, upper six, and form five. Last three years actually, mm-hmm. and. He changed the way I thought about football. Mm. And I think that's a big part of my success today and all five weeks so far today. I haven't reached anywhere in my mind, but at the same time, compared to someone who's playing intercal, I reached somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think what got me here was his perspective he placed on us. Like, he taught us, like, the um the Dutch system. Okay, right, yeah. Like, oh, he was them. legit total football. He legit put us in a classroom gave us people, well, not all of us, but like me and my brother Stokes, he was the captain at the time, Jaya was the captain at the time. And um, they just gave us papers and showed us football and people. 
Wow. And he, so that was a tactical kind of thing I was never used to. I've never I just know, from anybody. I never, I never, I, because he was a UFO B qualified coach. Wow. And I have never experienced that type of coach in my entire life because we don't have UFO level coaches in China right. on, a, on, on a normal. No, not normal. Not even, in America, not even in America, like the, this level. Of Depends them there, it, there's not UFO, but I was able, I was blessed. I mean, we were fortunate in here. What was his name? Say his name again. Dexter Gill. Okay. Well, that, uh, that is real cool, though. That's real good. Oh, for form four, form three, form four. Yeah, that's, that's real good. Yes, that's real good also. Yeah. But how did it yeah. help, though? Specifically, how did it help you? Because, like, I don't know. Like, before, before Coach Gill introduced us to, like, the tactical side of football, tactics for insurance, well, not insurance, I can't generalize for everyone else, but yeah, tactics yeah, yeah. for what I experienced before Coach Gill was press him there, press him there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, eh, push him that side, push him this side, pull, yeah. pull, you know what I'm saying? For sure. But for him, he broke the field down into segments, like how you actually supposed to break the field down into segments. Yeah. And like, he made football a game of chess, basically. Mm. In a sense. Because I was not the most, I still am not the most technical player, but because of my knowledge, tactically, I'm able to compete at this level. And I have developed more from the first year I was in America to now, tactically, because I was... I really practice, not tactically, technically, because I really, yeah. I really like, I train, I train, I train to develop it, you know what I mean? But I had that, I had that, he blessed us basically with that tactical knowledge from my first year, because if I didn't have it then, I wouldn't think I would have been able to get the scholarships I got, the awards mm. I got, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I was physical and strong, and that helps in America, and that helps in, in the versions I played, and all the versions basically. But at the same time, if you play in a Spaniard, a Spaniard he's not going to beat you. But he know you're fast and strong. He's not going to play <laughs> a ball in behind to run to, for you to get it easily. No, he's not. He's going to pass the ball around you. Yeah. And if you make a bad step, you're gone. Yeah. Like, I remember, yeah. I probably made, I made a mistake this last season. I was real tired. And I made a tactical error. My coach went off on me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's like I said, I, I wasn't I wasn't aware of before Coach Gill, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I don't need that. Like, he, it in my perspective on life as well, he believed in, like, because he played for Southampton, he played one of the biggest, he won the national championship in America. He was, yeah. he had a short, he was on the national team. He was, everybody, his, his name is Bully. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I heard the nickname Bully before, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, um, was it, man? Colin. Mr. Colin Rock. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. mentioning Bully. He said Bully was a real good player. Yeah, and like even like small like little physical like cheats he would teach us as well and stuff and I still use it today, you know what I'm saying? So like he was very it was yeah, and in a sense I say that he yeah. He was a coach. That's what they call the dark arts. The dark arts, the the Yeah, the dark arts. Some dark arts too, but they need pulling you on the shoulder side shoulder. This man this man sound like a coach coach. The man was the man was a coach. The man was my first no disrespect to my coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course, no disrespect. Yeah. But he was just a different level. Like, he mm-hmm. just, he articulated football to me and to the rest of us in a way we understood. So, like, for me, he would articulate to me visually. Like, he would, he catered for me. But for someone else who doesn't need all of that, he just tell them once. By that man, I want to, like, understand why I do this, why I do that. And he mm-hmm. articulated in a sense in, but on paper and in, in, like, on the field itself. So that worked for me. So that was that was why I think Kiaz, he was very like 
and got me to the next level. And then he helped us get scholarships as well. I think almost everyone who wanted a scholarship on that team got a scholarship yesterday. You know what I'm saying? But, but how so? How are you happy with that? Scholarships. How, like, how, how you get him? How you get scholarship? So he actually reached out because he's a really like, he's a he, he's a he has a big name in America. So like he had links and stuff. He um he got he got me two offers, one from UNH, and one from some other school. But at that time I couldn't afford it because that's when my my father just left me. And my mother alone and like i was i used to be working in school selling things on the block trying to make yeah, money yeah. and things like i could i couldn't afford to go d1 so like i couldn't afford to go directly that was life was in that time was real hard for me so he got me those offers and he got channel pun with some of you guys know me as national goalkeeper as well um he got all of us offers he got us offers and then he linked us he showed us what to do and we had to do it he never he never like Feed us. He never like cool. But he chose on carry over there. He told us what to do. He has, he like educated us what to do. And mm-hmm. he was the opportunity. He gave us the choice to go do it. Mm-hmm. Now I respect him about it. And most people in Trinidad who was scholarships now, and I talked to my brother when I was Trinidad, they want me to do everything for them. I was like, no, I'm gonna tell you what to do. Yeah. If you want it, you go do it. Mm. So I have to do SATs and thing. Yeah. So he, yeah, he told us about SATs. He taught us about like um how to talk to coaches, how you should write up your CVs. Um, and then be, I was lucky enough to have some guys do it before the year before me. So, so when he taught them, he was teaching me, but I could also ask them as well yep. in KRC. Mm-hmm. So I would just call my rich and Jala, like, yo, what I do here? Like, who do I talk to? And then Jala linked me to a, a international agency called, um, Soccer Diamond. Mm-hmm. And they helped like four KRC players to go to to the um to, to come to the US. But again, like I wasn't in, in no kind of financial situation yeah. to afford anything basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I needed like a full scholarship. So I could so the D one offers I got was all partial. Six. It wasn't it was really it was really good. Trust me, it was really good. But for me it wasn't good. So like yeah. for somebody else have five thousand, six thousand US was more money. Right, for right. me it's just my my father just leave my mother and like she was just like it was just her trying to scrape or whatever she could scrape up and she seemed me like twenty dollars to go to school I used to eat box lunch in school and sell my water I sell my water and but yeah I really do yeah but people don't know that some people don't know that. some people don't know that. People, people don't know they yeah, know some people don't know only want to want to only want to yeah that's how you chicken come on yeah. Friday. That would that would need line for, but they want the um they want the pill. I want the tissue. Nah, they want the pill. I want the cool rice at all. Nah, nah, they want that tool. Nobody know what the curry on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to mind. I'll be forty belly for the end. Anyway. I come back after the belly for the box. I'm so mad. Maybe we go there. Maybe we go there. Well, yeah, I was in a I was in a state to pay no five thousand, six thousand, seven thousand, so I made So I needed a, a full scholarship or close to full. So my first year, so they got me a scholarship to Western Texas College, which is a JUCO in um in West Texas, basically. And our first year we went to the final, we lost one in the final. Our second year we won the championship. Okay. I was the cap. I was the captain the second year. 
Hmm. And well, financially, the first year I was I got a really great scholarship. I had to pay eight hundred in US, right. only eight hundred. Mm-hmm. And luckily, thank God for my aunts and some people who helped me. Coach Shaky, everybody who helped me back there, helped me get up the money to pay for my visa, pay for everything, and some mm-hmm. more. So I was great. thankful for them. And um, mother as well, she took a loan. She's thankful for. Wow. And the second year, I got a full scholarship because my performance was so good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's on cocky, but that's on cocky. My nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Listen, but I'm on, right? But I'm on. It costs on cocky if you work for it and, and you get you though. Yeah, yeah, on. The, the only part of cocky is all this QRC. CIC talk. If you lead that out, everything. See, that's the problem with yeah. CIC, man. It's cockiness with confidence. You know what I'm saying? Oh, with truth, oh, with truth, with truth, with truth. Yeah. <laughs> truth no. is relative. Anyways. You're good, but um, <laughs> yes. So the second year, I had a Trinidad bridge, and I bring up a Trinidad bridge with me. That's the year we won the championship. We went to we were one game away from nationals, and we lost we lost that game to nationals. But we had like a really fantastic year. Yeah, I mean, I had to make I had to make on and the with me on the team, and like that's what I know. Like the tactical side gave me a benefit. I don't think he had the skills. He's one of the biggest names in Trinidad. I don't call him my name, but yeah, he's ah. the biggest name in Trinidad. And skillful, nice. The man, nice. Technique, nice. Everything. But he just didn't have that fitness and that kind of tactical awareness. Even though he's slow, mm-hmm. he could still be tactically aware to play enough, play yeah. good football, right? And then, and that, then he didn't, he only played one match in my team. Uh-oh. Oh, and okay, I, okay. so I see so I, the thing is like that's why I, I actually I'm really good for footy tactical awareness because I also because I wasn't the most technical again I was just really I was just into the game I was a leader and I could play yeah. and I could tackle so Kevin um, um, I, I, I didn't know coaches at um, the university level play so much emphasis on tactics you know I never heard that from anybody at that level that they place so much emphasis on the tactics. The thing is, like, I talk to most of my, some and I have a lot of friends now from all over, and it depends on the coaches as well, the coaches yeah, of and course. the teams. But even if the teams I played on that, even the coaches didn't put that tactical aspect of it into the game, the players on the team. So, for instance, I played with a Serbian wonder kid in Corpus Christi, that's USL too. And he used to sit us down because the coaching used to like really like put it together for us. He would just give us the basics of it. But mm-hmm. he used he was supposed to play for Everton. The man is our wonder kid from Serbia. The man, so like the man, he can play. He's yeah. he had mm-hmm. MLS offers. He had MLS offers and he didn't even play NCAA. Yeah. That, that's how good the man is. That's right? madness. Yeah, yeah. That that's how good the man is, right? And yeah. but he was just done with football. He's like, I don't want to came up for boy anymore. I just play for fun now. Because he's that good. And he was the one of the top five prospects in the USL too. Wow. And he oh. and he and he just worked yeah, anyways, anyways, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like he's a man who'll teach me um the tactical aspects of the game as well because he um he sat us down, me and a couple of guys, and he taught us about like why move here, why pass here, why do this, why skip the line then, why move around the area then, why do this here, why do this, when to do this, why not to do this. And he like opened my eyes even more than Dexter Gill did because like Dexter Gill gave me the basics and I was grateful for that. Like so that's why he could able to understand what he was telling us at the same time. Mm. And that year it was me, 
him and two other guys. And the two other guys who um who was in the group where we used to learn them from him, they are playing in the USA Championship now. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell you, them not them is not the fastest. Them is not the strongest. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's just they just up here. They just have it up here. And I think that's so that's that's why I think the tactical aspect of the game is very important as well. Yeah. So after after the Western Texas journey, I went to uh, I got a scholarship. So I got scholarships from about Morris University. Um, what's that school called? A lot of D one schools. And again, I couldn't afford it again because my my mother it was just my mother and my sister should have helped as well, but and my brother as well. But like at the same time, I want to be a big nineteen year old and put that financial strain on my family mm-hmm. to achieve my goals. You know what I mean? I believed in myself that I was good enough to to do it myself if I could have. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want I don't want to be living here and have this lifestyle, and then my mother who had to work three times as hard for me to like you know go to Walmart and Buy right, juice right, or something, right. you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. so I um, so, I turned normal. What? So, so these schools now offering full full scholarship. So when they, I they want, so the JUCO yeah. a JUCO is two years, right? You know, right. A JUCO is yep. two years, and after the two years, it basically your accolades get you, get you like the big scholarships, right? So mm-hmm. I was a good player. I had even though I didn't have played national championships. My was I still had like region or tournament team, this team, that team. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so it got me the same kind of four thousand, three thousand, uh, three thousand, four thousand. So like for for the people that's really good. Their parents could yep. pay that easily, but my mom right. she couldn't pay that. That's right. twenty one thousand right. TT. You know what I'm saying? Dog for sure. Like so, so yeah. me and say same thing, huh? Just just so you understand, me and say same thing, dog. We were doing everything as as you know, we getting full ride. Oh, yeah. like what are we yeah, doing? Yeah. All right, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he born in the last one year, the other Exactly. So I went. I ended up going to Anderson University in South Carolina, and which one was the name? They have Anderson University. Anderson, okay. Yeah. So before I before I went there, they won't they won't do the ranks at all. They because the two only have like the top fifty ranks. Or the top twenty-five ranks, and then they have built at the bottom of it, and they weren't there at all. Okay. And um, but they had went to their national, their tournament final the year before I was there, and then um, they gave me I had to pay I think two hundred dollars. So nice. I was like, what? So like three years <laughs> of school, I only paid eight hundred. I only paid a thousand, my my yeah, parents yeah. paid twenty thousand. I was like, and one, and one, one year, yeah, yeah. One, I just yeah. Yeah. And then um. The team, one of the old coaches was really affiliated with Greenville Triumph, and yep. that was like a big, big like factor for me because I I believed in myself. I wanted to become professional, but before I transferred to that school, I played, I played um USL two, and I think it's important for me to like articulate how I got that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think most people, most trainees who come to America, are just relying on their school school name to get them pro. And then in the end, they just give up because they don't have the kind of like name they have. I I watch a lot of I watch a lot of like podcasts as well, and I watch a lot of like ex well ex pros and professionals in America who live the life, and they all talk about the USL too. If they were not in like a top academy, or they weren't on the national team already, Hmm. and they weren't in the top division one school, 
And so that's what inspired me. There was a channel on YouTube called Become Elite. And that's a whole other story. I really get for Become Elite. But um, they spoke about um, the USL Championship. Back then it was called the PDL. Right. And that's where most players get their name from. So the PDL or the USL 2 is basically the best college players, the best of the best in all division, NAIA, Chupo, and so with Division 1, 2, 3. They come in the league and then like professionals who are doing all the contract, they come play. And then other professionals who have like affiliate teams in the USL Championship and in MLS, they have a USL 2 team as well. Right. And that whole, the, the whole league is built up of wrong just players find, yeah, find to be professional or who are already professional. Because I remember that first year I played USL 2, I played against a guy um, who played for Dallas FC and he was a, um, a Salvadorian legend and he was like, when um, the man had big name and I played against him, I didn't know who he was. I just remember yeah. getting tee up. I just remember getting yeah. tee up left, right, and center. Yeah. Yeah. So we were in 2-0, we were in 2-0 in the 75th minute, the man come on, we lost 3-2. <laughs> That's him. But apparently he had he played play like 15 years in the MLS and jump around from team to team and he's El Savard, El Savador captain and come yeah, down and yeah. play against me. Wow. I saw many man team up twice and never forget about that. I still dream about it. Um traumatize it. So basically how I got into that lead to the people who look at the podcast um is that my first year in university, I knew about the league, but I also knew about the MPSL. And in Texas, one of the biggest MPSL teams were the Radio Heat. And I trialed for the Radio Heat and I got offered to play. And then, like, I went to the little second part of the trial because of my brother and I from the same Juco team we went. And then he got selected because he's a midfielder. And then they had enough defenders who play at Creighton and all those big D1 schools. And they could tell me, well, get asked me. So I failed the first year. And then the second year at university, I went there again. And I got offered um, again. But then they didn't fulfill it again because they said they didn't have enough beds. So yeah. I emailed. I emailed. So I was going to play MPSL. And I emailed all the USL championship team. Not the USL, the League 2 teams in Texas yeah. and all over. And the ones I was interested in. And... I had a good enough CV because I have, like, you know, the accolades in Juco. And then the Corpus Christi FC coach, he reached out to me. He told me he wanted me to come. I came. I did a, we had a match. I played very well. And, you know, he signed me to play there. Wow. And I was the only Juco player on that team. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I was the only Juco player on that team. And um, I started every game. I played very well. It was a really good season. This was before I went to Anderson University. And then, this is during the summer? Yeah, during the summer, because the USL 2 is during the summer. Okay. So for those who want to, like, play the USL 2 team, if they can't go back home, or if they want to, like, just see what the level is at the next level, just email the teams or, like, go tryouts or use your coach's connection to get to a different team. Get you to a team. Mm-hmm. They have some regions who did the same thing, and they struggled, but some of them actually got into teams using that method. And, um... But that's not really the only way because when I came into Anderson University as well, a coach from another USL2 team came and watched our final and he like reached out to me as well. So you can get like recruited like that. Scouted well. and thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can get scouted as well. But that year in um, USL2, we we had a um, we break like real records. Most goals scored, fastest goals scored. Okay. Um, 
we had the most assists, the most goals in history because wow. of the Serbia one. <laughs> and because of the Serbia one, like, you know, but everybody yeah. is getting the, 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 um, the notice that the people who score the goals now. Right? Yeah, they followed it. <laughs> yeah, so imagine, and I'm, and it, it worked out for Regin too because he was one of the guys who used to come on the meeting with the tactical away and stuff. And he, I know he's playing for San Antonio FC. And okay. he was not, he was not a, like the most fastest, skillful guy I ever see, but he was just, he learned a lot during that time. And then um, he performed anywhere that I proud of him. But yeah, so that's how you get in the USL too. Hmm. And what's your question? So I was going to ask, so like you, you mentioned that, um, you know, like you follow a lot of podcasts and things like that. So it's almost like, so you, so you had an interest in the game beyond beyond being able to play it, like you really like the game. So you just follow a lot of things about the game or was that more about like trying to like study the profession? Um, I believe that if you want to be successful, you think you have to study the best, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew, so when I told you, I told my cousin, my cousin when I was 10 years old, I wanted to come to America, right? That was my goal back then. I just wanted to play football in college, right? Right. But after my last season with KRC, I decided that I wanted to pursue it professionally. And since then, I got in, I just did my research, I did my research. I wanted to see what he was doing. I stumbled upon Become Elite, my brother, Shamaria, would Become Elite. And that's basically a professional guy, Matt Sheldon, playing for the Tussle FC right now. He documented his journey and how he trained. And I never knew that's how professionals trained. And I was like 18 years old. And I never trained like that. So like he used to live football. And I didn't know you had to live football because I was just a talent. I was just like I could tackle, right, you right. know what I mean? Right, I, right, just, right. I just thought football was just the training, the little like small thing we used to do after that training, and then right. game. But I didn't understand that football was a holistic sport in every aspect of your life. You need enough sleep, you need that proper nutrition, you need proper practice, you need to be in the gym right through. And I didn't know I didn't know that. But when I was 18 years old, I said, man, I want to become professional at least. And my merchants here who play for QPR Academy, who play in the, wow. this academy, that academy, Serbian one, the kid, they knew this since they were like 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they now, were I, living. And other, 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 guests, other guests talk about the same thing, though, where it's just, yeah, you just realize, and there's no disrespect to Trinidad and things like that, but you just realize, up to that point, you're not really being prepared for what the next level is going to be. You're going to be yeah. hit by people who have been is a profession the whole time. So yeah, they, interesting. They, like these people are professionals. They don't have the yeah. time. Like most of the people I play with who got all these national accolades and stuff, they're not they're not talented like a John Paul Rashford. They're not, you know, Isaiah Ali. They're not fast like Isaiah Ali. You know what I'm saying? Right. But these right. guys are professionals since they were ten years old. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just knew about it when I was 18. So in a sense, wow. yes. So that's why I wanted to like, if I didn't know this at 18 years old, what else did I learn from people who are already in the positions, who are already in the professions that I want? So I started, so there was a podcast called the High Performance Podcast. And yeah, I know High Performance. Yeah, you know, they talked to like um, all of the guys we were for yeah, yeah. and like Daniel Sturridge, yeah. Anthony Sturridge, one too. And I listened to these guys, and I I just try to live my lifestyle, being true to myself and who I am as a person, mm-hmm. but also learning little bits from everyone else. Because I want that's my goal. I want to 
direction and I'd tell Wilcom, I want to be on the national team. I've been dropped so many times. I've been not mm-hmm. called up so many times. I want, I, that's my goals. I fight it towards my goals and I'm going to achieve it. But right. at the same time, within my journey, I want to win from the best. For sure. I remember I used to train with you, Hansi Marshall. <laughs> nice. I, never even, I, I didn't even use it because this is before I came after, to, before, there was a during COVID after, like when it was opening up a bit, before I came back to America. I used to go training with Hansi Marshall, Wooling, and all them men. And I didn't even care about the training. I didn't even care how I performed. I was just watching and learning from them. Yeah, try, try, try. You can ask Marshall himself. I would ask, you would, if he probably think I was stalk or something, I'd just be watching. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm saying. I, I just wanted to learn from the best. I know this man scored, <laughs> this man scoring against Mexico and, and make it 4 4. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and man, I want that for myself. So I want yeah. to learn as much as I can from these Man's professionals. Man certainly looks so and see Tevin writing notes here. Tevin, you remember? Yeah. You, ever, you ever see the um, clip with um, Zlatan watching um, Ronaldo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm smiling. I'm thinking, right? I just yeah, smile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will learn. Yeah. I will learn. I will learn from these men. Yeah, no, that's you right These men have been where I want to be. And um, I message um, yeah, Auntie Marshall, a good friend. Um, uh, Ken Win or Julius? Julius. I used to yeah. message Julius, ask some little tips and stuff, and I and I that, that's the right guy to message. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm on Julius to live a lifestyle. Julius live a type of life I want. I push, I'm pursuing right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like I was always that type of person to like, um, just re- research and learn from the best. Okay. okay. But I, I, yeah, and that's why I think I I listen to the podcast and everything. That's okay. two um, so, standout defenders, so you can't go wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, so I was gonna say, so I was gonna ask in terms of the um, so how hard was it adjusting from uh junior college to playing in in, in the league in the USLD two? It was real hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I imagine right. So it was real hard because my I I'm only first day I went. I couldn't make a good pass i couldn't connect my passes like i was slower i wasn't yeah. to the level i wasn't playing as fast i didn't understand as much as they understood yeah because these players these players are the best of the best these players this is a serbian one the kid this man played for QPR academy this man played for england futsal team you know what i'm saying so these are the type yeah. of players i was either a summer you drunk you know what i'm saying mm, yeah, yeah. and but luckily enough it had players there who weren't on that level as yet as well like right, so, right. so like I wasn't there. I aspired to be there, and in the end, I was there. But it all, I was was my bottom. Right, like right, my right. mentality was is to I just always want to get better. So I used to like get a little patch of grass, but because we we got um apartments to live in and they paid for everything, mm-hmm. and there's a patch of grass outside the apartment. So I used to be out there, my little cone drills. I used to be out there after practice. We had a little gym. I used to be in the gym. I used to like. Just do my little thing to 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 try to get out there because I I didn't know I would have gotten there in the end, but I just want I just believed in myself that you know, That's and the then in the end I played I played all the games before I'd, um get injured in the last game, and it was I was good in the end like I was but at the start That's, it was real hard. It's Corpus Christi. Yeah, Corpus Christi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so so you end up um so you end up getting a starting spot, you end up. Are you? Did you end up being captain too? Um, 
I wasn't the captain, but the other captain or vice captain. And then the, the captain didn't to start because he was in the vice captain was in his position, but the vice captain was the man who played in um Hartford Athletic right now. He was okay, really good. <laughs> so him and I were just always on the field, but if he was off the field, I would have gotten the captain. Okay, okay. okay. And then nice. my second year, they asked me to come back to captain the team, but I didn't go. Why is that? So, yeah. Um, I just wanted to like make my name in different parts of the country because I know when it's time, because I, I have a really good reputation over there and the coach really respects me and he messes me now and then like, you know, when you go in pro, like, you know, like those type of stuff, like, he's a man I planted a goal and seeded me as well because he knew I was struggling when I started when I was in Corpus Christi, but he told me like, yo, you're good enough to play here and like, I believed it and I was, and in the end, I played all the games, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, so I wanted to come across the soccer line to North Carolina actually and I played for Short Eagles mm. this year and I captain Charlotte Eagles. Wow. I didn't come out as captain, but I became captain after a while. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the best season. I had a really talented kids. Like one of the players, a couple of players were in the top 50 prospects list again for attacking, but not for defending. <laughs> I know. What is the kind of defense dog? What is the kind of defense? <laughs> yeah. Many ways, many ways. I know how they, there's getting more magical, you know, but. Yeah, it's just, it's just a <laughs> <laughs> You know, just float and go on. Teleport, man. Just teleport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Happy for them too. Happy for them too. So I'm really angry. I'm never doing that. Happy for them. But yeah, <laughs> I had a decent season there, but I ended up, um, I was decent. wasn't anything spectacular. My Cobbler's Christmas season may have been better. But mm-hmm. um, I wanted to make connections in that part of the country as well because I learned as well over time that it's not really about how talented you are in America, but who you're connected to. That's anyway, um, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like I knew like if I went back to Corpus Christi, I play, but I only know the same amount of people. I only know this. I only have the same connections I had two years ago. So I right. came here, and I actually linked up with that Trinidad coach. He he's the assistant coach for Charlotte Charlotte Independence, the the USA championship team. Okay. And I didn't know he from Trinidad, but he might have from Trinidad. I said, yeah, he's good. <laughs> 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 Well, yeah, so I made some good connections over here, and then like my brothers and them, like they made some good connections. So in the end, it wasn't all negative in the sense that I didn't achieve my goals here, but at the same time, probably got had a different plan for me over here. So like I was grateful for the experience, and the football was good, the first episode, everything was good. So I'm grateful in the end. Right, I think so. we came fourth and the top three were the playoffs. So um, this is just me and my ignorance. So I hear, is this just an, another summer you still in college? I'm trying to figure out how it works. Are you, are you done with college? Same with my corona. We had the corona year, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was last year. So all the NCAA athletes got an extra year of eligibility. Okay, understand. So I recently graduated with a degree in um, clinical psychology. Right, yeah. right. And I got the opportunity to go to a D1 school. And that's also story itself too, because nice. I was supposed to transfer to Marshall University. Okay. And they just won a national championship in D1. Wow. But my coach kind of messed it up for me. Mm. Like, he really, he really messed it up for me. Because I was two days away from signing to the number one division one school in the country. And the coach, I ain't going to put him on, I know about something, but the coach, they just say he messed up for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, 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 I love the man still. I respect him again. The man helped my family. 
Yeah. You know, like, you know, I, I can never talk about a money man other than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I choose to see the current man rather than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was two days away from San Francisco Marshall. That would have been nice. But anyways, I was two days away from San Francisco Marshall University. And then the coach said some stuff. And then they took away the opportunity from me. So I ended up going to the school's called St. Joseph University. They are ranked... I think the 100, 101 or something. And I'm going to D1 school now nice. on a full scholarship. And so that, and yeah, another pay again. So we go in. We're good, we're good. Yeah, we want to that pay again. So, yeah, I got a name for myself. And he, he was my, like, he recruited me to go to St. Joseph University. So I'm going there. And hopefully, well, I'm looking towards having a really great season. And not having to go on trials in order to get to get to get signed, I'm going there to like, because the school I'm going to, they're doing a kind of thing like where they're bringing in a lot of older players and players who are like in professional academies in like who are like 22, 23, and they've been like a more senior group of players. Hopefully, we can do something really good and going to the NCAA championships, and I'm working hard to be good enough to get drafted and. So we see how that goes, but now I'm just working right now. So I have, so I, I did complete my bachelor's degree at the university, and now I'm gonna do, I'm gonna start my masters in the D1 school. But we see how that goes. Right, right. Where, where are you yeah. gonna start? So, Which um, what masters are you gonna start? Well, consumer behavior. That's, okay. So it's a, make, a mixture cool. of psychology and marketing. Yeah, right. That's, that's a good one for now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that that that's great stuff so far, bro. But I mean you've been yeah. progressing. Um steady, steady, but I mean I know you say you, you say like your story wasn't all smooth and nice and thing, but dog is a good yeah. story. It ended up going it keep going up. Um, yeah, I get someone. So so right now your aspiration is the next aspiration, next move for you is you're trying to get drafted. Yeah. Um, it's not my only option, but yeah. that's something I feel that will make me happy in the ins- on the inside also. Although I wouldn't be like contented in the end. Yeah. But it would just be like a visual representation of the last five years I've been working really hard without getting mm-hmm. recognition, without winning last ten years championships. Man, <laughs> is the last five years? Is only five years now I started training like the people up here training? You know? so oh, I like, mean, uh, okay, so my, okay. Yeah, they, they kind of live in the football lifestyle instead right, of like, right, oh, right, we right. just sweat and play in general. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, kind of, it's that kind of catch up kind of vibes, but happily, and I don't know, really, I really. I know the big talented guy like Kai Philip and them guys, and guys them, these guys are just, they have the but, ball with the talent. But you know, right. um, before before Kobe passed away, horse, I used to really listen to him talking to us, right? Yeah. And brother, bro, trust me on the right part because the extra work you do after training and thing, plenty men don't know that is part of the, the um that is comedy territory, right? <laughs> yeah. So trust, yeah. trust me, you're talented you're talented enough and your hard work will make up for it. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing as well. Cause I have a little cousin, he's two years younger than me. But like ever since we were young, we all just to compete and thing. Right. And 
he was always the more talented one. The man, he was playing for Jabati, I was playing for Rangers. Rangers and Jabati is the most in all his hands. Okay. And I used to beat him right too, but anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't go like that one, but I used to beat him right too. But he used to play up, anyways. Um, like when I came back to Shenan now, and he he saw like how much more I used to train. I used to go, I used to run around Mova. Everybody used to watch me like he's like, kind of mad man. Are you running? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, boy, you're, you're weird, or you're, you're still weird, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be sprinting up the very young one, hot sort of one. Oh, that was you. That was you. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying, you know, it was not, it was not no tall when he married on it. I remember time I started, um, I started voice and made up any and them, and um, and me no, me no voice, eh? and I made up any one KFC, but um, so I used to say to him before, right? And he used to, and then I would be, I went, I run in the morning, I run more than nine o'clock, I chain. I come back home and I went to five o'clock. He said, Tell me, you like that man, man, I run you, lady. I just hope you ain't kicked down voice, eh? One kick. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he can man. He can sweat. He can sweat. He can sweat. Oh, serious? All right, cool, cool. Yeah, he can sweat. He can sweat. Yeah, just like, I like, just simple things like that. Like, um, I just, I went back home and I just treated my cousin. And he just, he just wasn't on that kind of vibe because he didn't know about it. He didn't know. And he didn't get exposed to it. Yeah. 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 That's the, that's the, that's the problem right there. Like, hmm. I hear lots of older heads speak about how the younger generation in China are not as talented enough and how we don't get to go to Europe and how we don't get to do it. And I have a big problem with that hmm. because the game of football doesn't really seem like it evolutionizes, like it changes. Sure. Like, hmm. The Brazilians in the 1980s to the to be then the um Dutch system was created somewhere back then and like mm-hmm. the Brazilians changed get over it and then the French now in charge of the game of football and now like it just changes the style of football changes right mm-hmm. so back then probably oh China used to play like it it got it got us the the recognition worldwide and got us offers to get out of the country so I don't think mm-hmm. it's really a Thing of like talent that we're not talented as they are back yeah. then, like we just don't have the exposure, we don't have the opportunities as they have back then because children mm-hmm. are ranked what 100 and something in the world, and this is yeah. how we're ranked mm-hmm. now. One you know what I'm saying? Back in, back in 2006, when we went to the World Cup, I remember like a lot of players went out and they got like trials all over here because, yeah. like, you know, right, right, right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. so yeah, like. Yeah. I don't, I really, I really, I really, I'm conflicted when I, when I hear people speak about those type of things. Like, people in China tell me, like, where you going to play MLS for why you go Chelsea or something? I was like, bro, you sure? Go and knock on um, Rowan, which is and say, yeah, sir, I read, right? Yeah. Um, coming to a close, um, so, bro, you see, you're, you're moving towards your goals. Um, you make it to the to university football. Got your bachelor's. COVID happened. You got next year. You going to play more. You going to start your masters. Um, it sounds like a, a good run so far, bro. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't see it well. 
Like, I'm not grateful for that, you know, like the achievements and stuff, but like, that's not really, that's not really why we want to Like, right. like I grateful for it, like it was a part of the process, like, right. but my goal at the end of the day was, my and goal at the end of the day is to, like, help Trinidad make a World Cup. Like, let everybody else experience what I experienced in 2005 when we made the World Cup, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, in a sense, like, I'm grateful. Like, I did it. I did the bachelor's part because my mother, like, pushed me, and I wanted to be different now. I'm the first person in my in my mother's side of the family to actually go to college and finish right. and to have a degree. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? So, I did yeah. that to be an inspiration. So, I couldn't come in and talk to people in a mover and say, think differently. Or, like, this is not just, this is, this is the only picture. This small circle you see is not the full. You know the, the the whole the full picture. So, but I couldn't right, speak. Right. Of, I couldn't speak to them on that if I didn't have a bachelor's degree. If I didn't I did what I wanted, like I like I am in, I am in, inspiring them to do. You know what I'm saying, but in the end, my goal is to be professional and to help Trinidad get to the World Cup again. So yeah. for me, I'm making small strides, and I'm grateful. I know this. I understand that what perseverance is just really not giving up and you know what I mean like my name isn't the number one prospect in America and my brethren's name was name as well you know what I'm saying like I didn't get 10 trials and I have to choose which trial to go to you know what I'm saying but at the same time I know that I've made some some progress and I'm grateful for it and I'm, I'm not done you know what I'm saying so but mm-hmm. in the end I don't think I've reached anywhere near my goals although it's I can see it but it's not there yet, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So ask me this question, I'm about six years. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you. You're trying to sing contact with everybody. You understand? You just have uh, a message yeah. away on um, Insta. Um, yeah, man, yeah, from what I heard us, you, there are a lot of people who, especially who trying to go pro, not pro well, fingers crossed, who trying to make it to university at least, they have a pathway to follow from you, especially in the, in um in, in the mentality, um, yeah. and and as well as um in in behaviors, you can't just do the bare minimum if you want to make it at this level. Yeah, especially if you, especially if you're not national team in general. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But even some of the things you're saying, um, so some of our former guests and thing, um, is, is similar, similar mindset. So like we say, you say I, all I could really say is encourage our brother to yeah, keep doing what you're doing though, because um even men like um Johan C, um, we just talked to Akil Defritos who playing in Iceland. Um, so I mean men went all over the world and thing, but you you talking about the same thing they end up talking about way. You almost had to switch your mindset to is a profession and you know what you're willing to do now to keep going in your profession. So you have it. So yeah. hey, keep doing what you're doing though. But that's something I want to speak about as well, like before we end, is just that like you say, like it's a profession, you have to live it daily and stuff. At the same time, I think a lot of people get like, confused in the sense that. Like when you have to live the profession daily, you have to live it daily. Like it's a daily fight. It's a daily fight to get enough sleep when you're in season. It's a daily fight to mm-hmm. get a bang with Egypt. It's a daily fight. And in the end, you're going to face a lot of adversity. And that's where I really, like I realized in my, through my psychology classes, I realized that I'm really 
good at I'm good at adversity. Like I'm good with facing difficult situations and making the best out of it. But at the same and then I realized some of my other brethren and some of my friends I knew I know. Um they weren't as good. They came to America, they play university football and now they're losing scholarship money. Now they have to transfer. Now they the attitudes aren't good at all. So like the coaches don't like them and now like the coaches trying to cut them. You know, I have players who were placed in difficult situations because of their attitude, because of their mm-hmm. their sense when they their perspective when they're faced with adversity and stuff. So I think that's a and even like I cannot speak for the professional gamers yet because I'm not there yet. I'll be there mm-hmm. soon. But at the same time I can speak for the college level and I would not have been able to achieve what I've achieved in the college level, like on my conference teams and all my I went one championship, but I've been to like four finals in the four years of my school. You know what I'm saying? Right. So but um that sense of adversity and that you really just can't you have to have the right mindset when you're faced with failure. And that's what I think in Trinidad you can get away with like, oh that coach will like me dog, dog, he's not shit for dog, he don't know football, like dog. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and you can yeah. switch on like, fight don't seen boy. Yeah, that yeah, fight yeah. don't seen dog. I really <laughs> yeah. do dog like but here you gotta act with a sense of humility in the sense that these people have control over your life. These people even well in my predicament, they really did because I couldn't afford to like, mm, you know, try, 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 I try. work, I make my name, or I, you know, I go back to Shinar and I don't have a scholarship better for university. I didn't finish up at six. I will not get to UE. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, because I jumped out of that, that school to train for up here. Yeah. So, when you face with a sense of adversity, like, you just have to tell everyone who's listening, you just have to, like, find a way to learn from what is wrong and make it correct. Like, you have to find a way, and there's always a way. There's never not a way. Like, you just have to learn, because, for instance, one of my predicaments was that I wasn't as technical, in a sense. So, like, my first university, he had put me left center back on my left foot. If anybody you know me, I know I have two right foot. Like, <laughs> I know I, my left foot is walking. Walking stick. Like, yeah, four years yeah. ago, I, my left foot was walking, and he put me a left center back. And um, I just, I could have, I used to play this left center back in KRC, but, in take football to the football, it's two different footballs. Mm-hmm. In take a football, you know, all these South Americans running and you know, like dogs and they don't, they don't get tired. And they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Running yeah. like the life depends on the Yeah, yeah. You know, like, and I'm my left foot, like, I's not the most technical, I's not even jump all rush well. So, like, in a sense, I had to face adversity where I, like, he was like, yo, if you need to get better, you need to go and get bench. I was like, nah, I can't get bench because I like my parents, my mother can't afford for me to go to school mm-hmm. next year if I get bench. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I, I have no option, so I have to work, I have to face the adversity head on. So I used to go after practice, and not, not after practice, because I don't like people seeing me. So I used to go before, I used to go before practice, for the next jersey, and then for my common jersey to look like I ain't sweat. But anyways, <laughs> 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 I want to see that I work in that. But anyways, yeah. uh, then I, I used to like go like just pass my left foot, my left foot right to left foot right to left foot right to left foot right to just pin that that and I face that adversity in the sense that like when when it comes when failure comes, failure isn't like permanent failure isn't like the last aspect of it. Like mm. you need to get over it. That that is just a hurdle to get over. And that's what most people, well not most people, actually most of my virgins who come to America, when they were faced with failure, they crumbled. 
Yeah. And that's where, like, because, like, who's you to complain in Tickle and this guy plays at um, Santos Academy or this mm. academy? And, and he played in the... Um, the FA Youth Cup, you know what I'm saying? And like, these mm-hmm. are the, the reality of the situation is if you're playing at the highest level in America, right. these these are the guys you're going to be competing with. And they don't care that you won 10 in the call. They care about who is the best player the day. Like, yeah. and they have the advantage because they grew up in like proper academy systems. I don't even think you don't have a proper academy system where you live in and where you Compete at a higher level, right? You remember? Okay. Bro, we didn't play football for two years in China. <laughs> That's actually sure. So, like, at the end of the day, like, I understood as a young man that I was at a disadvantage because my captain, my first year, I was fast, I am strong, I didn't tackle, I don't get beat anything. And But what he had over me, he had even technical ability because he grew up in one of Mexico's, like, prime academies. Hmm. And he would always, coach would always feel like him wanted me on, like, playing because he just had that tactical and technical awareness. But mm-hmm. what I did, that's not an adversity that I faced. I didn't understand. He had it more than me. So what I did, I watched him every single day. Yeah. What he did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know that's talk man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just talked these men, my dog, man. I don't know. I just talked these men, man. I used to yeah. watch him out. He used to pass. I used yeah, to yeah, think yeah, everything. Yeah. For sure. Even up to then, like my last season here. So I got, this year I got conference or second team or conference and when I went to South Eagles the guy who got first team or conference in my position was on the same team hmm. I stalk him I stalk yeah. him <laughs> <laughs> I stalk him I realize it when I touch the ball on the right hand side I look at the skip the line to go to the right winger but instead he takes a touch and he picks it across the field where there's um, a better like a numbers up game and we can mm-hmm. attack him in a different position which we fly have to do I touch yeah. it up, pick it the next time you feel too. So that's, yeah, that's yeah, how, yeah, yeah. you know, so like you can always learn from like, from your adversities. And, and mm. he was a player that he was in the first team, I was in the second team. So he had to be, they have to see something in him that I don't have. Yeah. Right, right. And he grew up in what? Um, some big academy grew up in Norwich Academy. Wow. I grew, I grew up playing in the Motor Regions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so like, yeah. but these these little things, these little adversities we are gonna face as if you're aspiring to come to America, you're gonna face adversity. But at the same time, you're gonna have trust in yourself and believe in yourself that you're gonna get past the adversity, and you have to do everything in your power to get past the adversity. And I'll tell you the crumble. Like I, I'm sure if you come into America, you know somebody you come back to train, and I'm like, yeah, boy, they did crack coaches like me. Like you don't want to be like that type of person yeah. that came to America with a goal and have an objective, and you gotta see it through, and you gotta do whatever it takes to see it through. You can't come to America and just think it's party and guilt, and oh, right, yeah. you know, oh, I like your accent. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to. <laughs> If you know he's a if he's a big player in Trinidad and you come to America and you play, you get a crumble, but at the same time you understand that you're not a big, you're a big player in Trinidad, but you're not a big player in the world. Yeah. Like this you're playing with the best of the best. Well, the best of the best in this hemisphere of the world. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I'm saying? So like you're gonna be faced with adversity. So anybody who comes into America, don't think it's like a better roses and like you know, like even and we'll shit if you come to Juco. Yeah, like you have you have to have accolades as you're not you're not going to go to a good school. Okay. So and even and when you come to Juco, it's a risk because your team might not be good. 
So you have to perform. So you, you even like a, you're, you're under a bigger burden. Right. Because I didn't know if my team was, I, luckily my team was good enough, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But, yeah. so, so like, it just, I just want to like preach that word to everybody. Like, it's not going to be sunshine and rainbows. I fed up to see people come to America and give up and what chance for school, right? As soon as they come, because like, and I started here, you know what I'm saying? Like, I remember I get bent in my juke when I get mad. I went and trained after we come off the bus and we come back. Out and like, <laughs> like, those, like, yeah, the face that I've had was just like, I remember, like, I remember the first year I went and trained with your hands, say, and yeah. the coach, Coach Paulie, and he's telling me, like, certain stuff I need to improve on. I get mad. I went back up and I trained after the training, like, those yeah, type yeah, of stuff yeah, you gotta yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, if you have a goal, you gotta die first, you know, you gotta believe in yourself, you gotta die first. But that's that's just my message to everybody who wants to come to play here. And I am not an all-American. Like I am not Nathan Regis. I'm not Sasa. Those guys who should not come to none of the all-Americans. But just from my experience, that I was never the big. I was never the big Curry Riley. I was never the John Paul Rashford. I was never the best of the best. But I was able to make a name for myself everywhere I went because I was able to deal with that adversity. You know, good man. Try, 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 try. So that's basically my message, everybody. That's a really good message, bro. Yeah. Hey, so so on a lighter note, is is watch is watch Premier League hunting? Oh, um, not as much as hunting. No. Has more to us than championship, to be honest. If uh, uh, one, no dog. <laughs> what are you doing? As much like Man City games and then like the bigger games in the championship and stuff. Okay, but okay. to say I okay. watch every single week, I'd say we watch like a plus and you watch the championship every single week. Favorite, favorite defender of all time? Um, anytime, Talos Puyol. <laughs> Wood, Talis 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 body on the, the line, <laughs> Talos Puyol. Great I think player. that that even that even man who made me start football too. You know, I can't remember. I remember. I still think you remember in primary school. He was watching the 2009 uh, Barcelona Chelsea final, and Carlos. Everybody was like, "I like Messi," but I was like, "Nah, my dog, but I like Puyol." And from there, I saw they used to try to come up Puyol and thing. <laughs> <laughs> they really chip up. They really chip up too. Sorry, dog. That's a great player, dog. Don't you? Just yeah, for sure. That makes it that way. Yeah, that, 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 that's a great one. Um, yeah. as, as we are about to close, um, I just want to hear one more thing. You mentioned the Wonder Kid, right? Yeah. Now, normally, you hear Wonder Kid, you talk about his pace, his electric, or he, he beating with everybody, or he, he just so dynamic. You, you, you describe. His technical, his tactical awareness was. I, I don't think I ever hear where a guy who's a wonder kid and he described um, his tactical awareness to be his his best attribute. Um, mm. So you think he, he learned that, or you think that that could be natural in somebody to understand tactics? He was tactically educated, but he had a sense of like. Because he was so tactically educated, it complemented his game. Like he was, the man had one move. <laughs> the, the man had legit, okay, one move for position because he used to play, he used to play our 10 and our winger. Right. So, the winger, the only man, the only move the man used to do, he used to check you 
and come back and get the ball and take it and do anything. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. It, it will work every single time. <laughs> and he wouldn't check you and come back quick. You jog, get a check, come back and take the ball and do anything and spray. He had like 15 assists. Wow. In 14 in 14 games and he had like nine goals. Oh. And then <laughs> I'm telling you, no, the yeah. it was a joke. It was a joke for the man. I'm telling yeah. you. It was a yeah. joke. I remember the man, the man, the man, I tell you the best movie I've in my life, but the man just what made him a one the kid, I believe, was just his IQ of the game. Okay. Like he didn't need because he didn't need to Sprint on the mice power. You didn't need to use his skill all the time. You yeah. didn't, he just understood if four guys are coming to me, well, two guys are coming from this way, one coming from this way, one from that way, I take my touch that way, and then I play right. in space because they just left the open space behind them because two of them are pressing me at the same time. And when yeah. I play to that man here, I would run back around him and get a <laughs> one two, and then that would attract one defender, and I would play yeah. it in the space for my left winger to come on top of him. <laughs> and he would see it before everyone else. I tried, I tried, yeah, yeah, No, but I like the um, I, I like the even though he had one move, it's gonna work every time. Like, every time. every single time, the man <laughs> yeah. would Dan, I used to get mad in practice because I that I that strong fella. Yeah. And he would come, he would. I knew he can do it too. I think I knew he was gonna do it. Like he'd come, yeah. he would chuck, he would juggle like a small dog. He was small dog, that's pretty. He is the other small dog when he hung like just like this. Now, yeah, small yeah. dog, check you with that shoe right here and come back. Yeah. And he'd not get any ball because he just, and then his body placement as well. He just can't get it even when he goes right. like, if I run into him, I can't I fall him because his body placement is so well. <laughs> the man IQ of the game is just, that's what made him. Uh, Name is Stefan Lukic. You can Google him. But he was supposed to play for Everton. And he had like Real Madrid and me after. And he captained Joe Richard playing for Real Madrid. So he played all the Serbian national teams until the senior team. Like he, mm-hmm. but his IQ was what def- like made him different from everyone else. He was just... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That, that's great, though. <laughs> yeah. Man, I want move on. I still think more. <laughs> I still think more. Man, I want move on. Right. I, I put that before, especially in basketball. The guy says the guy have one move, or a guy does. It's more like you know, the man does pump fake, pump fake every time, and they say, "Do not go for the pump fake." And every time, yeah. men say, go for it. every time. <laughs> you, think, you, think, you think you can gag, but you can't. Yeah, yeah you can't. Yeah. This is, this is yeah. good stuff, um, Tevin, bro. Um, once again, um, from the Trifactor podcast, bro, we, we'd like to thank you for coming on. Trust me, everybody who come on, I, I want to emphasize that we're real grateful because you can't be doing anything right now with your summer. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be doing yeah, anything yeah. with your two hours. We really appreciate the time that you, you, you take to share this message. Um, this message not only for, for my enjoyment, enjoyment or Andrew's enjoyment, it's for anybody who wants to um, come after you, but you want to be inspired. Your story can inspire anybody, even outside of football. And that's our next yeah. great step. And also, I think you're the, the first future star that we have. We, yeah, we always preach it there. Eh? Past, present, and maybe future. I think he's the first future guy. Yeah. We have yeah. any podcast so far, bro, and we want to 
Wish you all the best in the future, dog. And yeah, man. Thank you. Everything, right? That yeah, yeah. Man, no, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, dog. Man, say appreciate it. Things I see, man. Hey, I'm hey. 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 hear long time ago. I hear long time ago. I did in the US. I did in the US for yeah. ten years now. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Fire! Fire! Fire!